When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mornings on SEN. Well, SBS analyst Craig Foster's been very generous with his time throughout this World Cup, and he joins us again this morning. Uh, Craig, welcome. Before we preview what is a heavyweight showdown, France and Argentina, Morocco this morning, they they certainly weren't disgraced in that performance against the French. No, and it was very difficult for them because the way they play, you know, they have to defend so, so heavily for 90, 120 minutes. You know, now they're already in their sixth game and they don't have the depth. You know, they had a, one of their players got injured in the warm-up even and then their captain came off in the first 20 minutes. And even for all that, they gave everything that they possibly could and rightly so because they had all of the Arab world, uh, Arabic world and, uh, of course, all of Africa uh, on their shoulders. They had a marvellous tournament. It was a wonderful story to see them go all the way to the semi-final. But in the end, playing against the current world champions, France, it was always unlikely to see them get through. Now they go into the third-place playoff, Craig, up against Croatia. What does a third-place playoff mean in a World Cup? Yeah. How, how tough is it for these nations to get up after the disappointment of losing a semi-final? Yeah, the good question. So um, I think for the big nations who are, are only there to win, very often it doesn't really matter that much. You know, Germany or France are not really concerned whether they come third or fourth. They're only there for the title. They've already won World Cups. Whereas for Croatia and for Morocco, it's incredibly important. You know, Croatia talk about 1998. And of course, they only got independence as a nation, I think, in 91. And so in 98 was their first big World Cup. And they talk about coming third in the world. You know, they don't talk about, uh, you know, making the, the third, place, uh, third and fourth place playoff. They say that they were third in the world uh, in 1998, and rightly so. So, no, for this, I think this, this playoff actually is, is a really great one because it's two nations who want to be there. They want to be able to say they came third, and therefore it's going to be a fantastic game. From a neutral point of view, Craig, it doesn't get much better than this for a final, doesn't it? France, Argentina, Messi, Mbappe. Had a great game at the World Cup in, in 2018 in the round of 16. It, it's almost a dream result from a purist and a neutral's point of view. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and it does demonstrate that, you know, countries like Croatia and Morocco, you know, we've seen in the past get to semifinals. But in order to be able to play seven games uh, and in the knockout round, uh, four of those against the better nations or the top nations in the world, you need incredible depth. So, you know, France this morning brought three amazing players off the bench. And even though they've had a huge amount of injuries, it demonstrates you need a full squad to be able to go this deep into the tournament. And so, you know, you're always going to get your big nations there. That's why there's only been eight winners in the past 21 tournaments. So for Argentina, that's just a dream. You know, so many people who are Lionel Messi fans, not necessarily Argentina, uh, not necessarily uh, PSG or formerly Barcelona, but they just love Messi. And so it's just a, a crazy story, an historic story. He's able to carry this off and step out of the shadow of Diego Maradona and what he did in 86. That's just an incredible sports story. Forget that it's, um, you know, the world game. 
And then you've got France trying to do the near impossible. You know, only since, uh, what, 58, 62 was the great Brazil team of 17-year-old Pelé who were able to back up, um, you know, back-to-back World Cups. That's incredibly difficult because you've got so many big nations who, uh, you know, every four years come back with a vengeance. Uh, and, of course, you know, success tends to, um, you know, put, put teams and countries in a position where they're not as hungry as they were before. So amazing performance from France. They haven't played the best football in the tournament, but they've got incredible depth of talent. So it's going to be a really fantastic final. Speaker Craig Foster, SBS analyst. What does it say about if they do win, where do we then rank this French team? And then, of course, the manager, Didier Deschamps, as you say, mm. it's been so hard for teams even the great teams, to win back-to-back World Cups. Yeah, it's true. And, 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 and many of the greatest arrays of players, not necessarily teams, but arrays of players like 82, uh, Tele Santana, uh, Brazil, for example, uh, you know, don't even make finals uh, don't, and don't win at all. So for Deschamps to do what he's done so far is pretty amazing. I mean, this morning was a really good example of what he does. He's a very, very pragmatic coach, not always great to watch. And he, he rarely puts on performances that equal the sum of the parts of the players he has because that French team has the, has the potential to be, you know, incredible. But what he did this morning was typical. He said to Morocco, well, look, you guys just have the ball, you know, and we'll play like the little team. You know, we'll just counterattack you, which there's not many coaches in the world that do that. So where would it place them? Well, not in the pantheon of the greatest teams ever to watch, you know, the Brazil uh, 58, 62, uh, Garincha, uh, Jason, Jairzinho, uh, all of these, Rivellino, you know, historic, uh, legendary players. But certainly, uh, you know, it would be something that all French will be proud of. And, of course, it would be, or either of these teams are going to win their third title. And that's a nice narrative because you've got Brazil on five. They've gone. You've got Germany and Italy on four. And then you've got these two teams on two. So someone is going to take another step towards catching Germany and Italy. So there's a huge amount on the line here. So much of the story is around Lionel Messi. It, it's, it's one game, but the difference between him winning and leading his team to a World yeah. Cup and not, how much does that affect his legacy? It does, hugely. Uh, for better or worse, rightly or wrongly, um, Diego Maradona is seen as superior, despite the fact that um, much of what Lionel Messi has achieved in club football um, is is on a higher level. He's got seven Ballon d'Ors as well. But, you know, Maradona did some things that were very special. He, he basically carried teams to titles. And Messi's always, there's been a sense that he played in a great, great a Barcelona team, which is true because most of that team went on and won the World Cup for Spain in 2010. Uh, and that for Argentina, he hasn't been able to carry them. He finally did last year to the Copa America, first time in 28 years. That was the step. And, of course, he won, he lost the World Cup final in 2014. So he was so, so close. And yet, you know, being in that World Cup final and not being able to replicate what Diego did uh, in 86, you know, really affected the way that Argentines and most of the, the football world looked at him. Uh, you know that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the level, or fortunately, that's the level that he's trying to rise to. You know, we're talking about genuine historic greatness here, perhaps the greatest ever. So, look, I would love to see him do it. I mean, France won only four years ago. 
uh, for uh, Argentina, I think it would be marvellous. You know, I, I said before the tournament, I really want the, the, this, this title to go back to South America. It's been 20 years of European domination. So I would love for, for Argentina to win it for that reason. And for Lionel Messi to walk off and, and, you know, let's say that he wins the game or scores a goal or makes the difference and carries off the World Cup. Wow. It would be one of the all-time great stories because the pressure on him yeah. to do so after he's lost so many, I think he's lost like four finals with Argentina in Copa America and World Cup. That pressure is so great. He actually walked away from the national team and 45 million Argentines said, Leo, please come back. He led them to a title last year. If he does it now, wow, that's a, a real fairy tale. Do you think they will? And how do you see the final playing out? Decided in 90 minutes, we'll get extra time. How do you see it all unfolding? Uh, it, I think this one's really difficult to pick, particularly because of the way that France are playing. So they don't open up and give you too many opportunities. But, you know, even Morocco were breaking them down, which means I do think that Argentina will score because Lionel, you know, if... <laughs> I mean, it was their first clean sheet of the whole World Cup this morning, France. And therefore, you know, if, if uh, or, you know, other teams, uh, the Danes, uh, even Australia and so on are scoring against them, then Lionel's going to be able to find a way. So that means they're going to have to come up with one, at least two goals. But, you know, they have that capability. So I think it's going to be a scoring World Cup. It's not going to be scoreless. Uh, and it's going to come down to the two guys who are making the difference. Um, the greatest player in the world and one of the greatest ever, Leo at 35, who despite losing his speed is just demonstrating his extraordinary genius every game uh, against the, his heir apparent, uh, Kylian Mbappe, the most expensive player in the world, several hundred million dollars a year in earnings, uh, who has been amazing this tournament but still has more in him. Scored in the last World Cup final when he was only 18. I'm pretty sure he's going to do so again. So it's going to be something special to watch. And just in about 30 seconds, Craig, how would you sum yeah. up the week for the A-League? Um, I would say interesting. Interesting. You know, there's a lot to take out of what's happened in the last week about, um, you know, engaging with fans, you know, the, the strategy moving forward, you know, the need for the game for finance as well and ba- balancing sometimes really difficult um um, you know, aspects. Uh, but in the end, um, you know, the fans are by far the most important aspect of the game. But I do think that the next six months is just extraordinary for football. So if you're ever going to have issues as they had in the last week, trying to work out how to work on the grand finals, then this is the time to have it. Because when the Matildas start playing soon again, you know, it's all going to be great news. Absolutely. A big year of football in 2023. Craig, again, thanks for your time. And we can't wait no for the coverage worries. on SBS. My pleasure. Thanks, mate. Great to have Craig Foster on the show. Plenty more coming up after 10 o'clock.